Welcome back to Tapping Into Crypto. We're here with your fortnightly market update here again. You've got myself, Pav, and we've got Jan back making another guest appearance. G'day, Jan. Hey, g'day, mate. Thanks for having me back. I made it back for a second attempt, eh? <laughs> um, I think I think that everyone was a big fan, mate. You've earned it, you've earned it well. <laughs> Thank um, you. Too easy. Let's get cracking in. Obviously, give our thoughts on what's happening in the markets right now, what we're seeing, and I guess what we have been seeing since the last time we spoke. Well, not me and you specifically, but since we caught up on the podcast. And also just a few items to go through in the news. So, we've got some key milestones being hit for Bitcoin specifically. We've got some macro large investor news, a couple of institutional pieces there that we'll touch on. Some updates in the Terra ecosystem as well. So, we'll touch on that one. And obviously, wouldn't be a catching up on crypto without some NFT news. So, we've got the latest shenanigans from Snoop Dogg. More to come in that space coming up. Mate, what have you been seeing? What have you been thinking? How are you feeling? Hey, bullish. Bullish? Yeah. The bulls are back. Bullish, yeah. Well, as soon as kind of uh, BTC broke up above that 45K or 45.5K resistance, um, and it's kind of held there as support, I think it initially broke up early to mid last week. So from then, I think um, we're only going to push higher from here on up, is, is my personal opinion, unless there's some kind of groundbreaking news that hits the market. But um, mm. yeah, I think a test of some key resistance, you know, from 48,000 US dollars all the way up to the low 50s that we probably need to get through and test on. And I'm thinking, you know, we potentially might touch there in a couple of weeks ahead. Yeah, absolutely. I think last time me and Tommy did a potty, we were almost quite certain that things could be looking a bit more rosy. And my God, like it's just been three weeks of green almost. Like obviously the last weekly close we had wasn't the greatest. So almost looking like it could be a bit of a reversal candle. I think it's going to be a great battle for bears and bulls potentially. But I mean, yeah, things have been looking fairly better in terms of sentiment geopolitically crypto even the stock markets just had a stellar run i've seen the other counter correcting markets like the dxy the us dollar index has sort of cooled off a little bit gold and silver kind of have stopped leading the charge so all in all it's kind of shaping up like things are looking definitely a bit more positive in my opinion and definitely yeah once bitcoin sort of went it was just crazy to see ethereum just go even harder yeah i don't know if you saw that no definitely i've been tracking the eth btc chart and it's looking incredibly strong i think it broke out um you know in the last 48 hours to the upside so really i miss that yeah it's been trading in a bit of a symmetrical triangle and it's pushing higher so yeah i think eth could be a, a top performer over the coming months ahead so definitely one to watch um, but yeah, I think the last time we spoke, me and you personally, there was uh, the SPX or the S&P 500 was riding that 4,200 level, which I was kind of hoping would, would hold its support and, mm. and it did. And uh, I think ever since the, you know, the Fed came out and raised their rates, markets reacted positively and it's just been on the charge since, like you said. Yeah, so. that's right. I think we remember we talking about it, like we kind of speculated at the time that a lot of the downside might have been priced in. Yeah. And anything else on top of that would have just been driven by just sentiment. Yeah. yeah. Kind and of surprises and it was it was kind of in line the announcement with what everyone was thinking so mm. yeah the market's just got you know massive risk on tone since then which is great to see yeah it's going to be interesting but um no i've definitely felt the same sentiment as well coming into the last couple of weeks seeing the weekly closes so strong i wasn't surprised to see this one start to turn around to be honest it was mm. almost uh, people taking profits uh, yeah it was expect. heaps of like heaps of different types of traders there was some key fib levels there was some key order blocks there was some key just support resistant flips so any sort of technical trader or even person trying to find a spot to sell i think that was kind of what everyone penciled in as a good spot to start to take a little bit off so it's gonna be interesting to see how things react from here but we've got some news to catch up on i know you've been sort of mentioning this morning a little bit more news about micro strategies mate what's happening there 
Yeah, so Michael Saylor at it again. It was just announced that a subsidiary of MicroStrategy um, executed another $205 million cash loan using its Bitcoin as collateral. I think it's the second time they've done this. So yeah, it was facilitated through Silvergate Bank, a, a bank in San Diego that has a focus and appetite for cryptocurrencies. And yeah, as of December 21, I think they held 124,391 Bitcoins. Um, and with the new leverage buy, the company will uh, increase its holding to 128,687 BTC, which is more than $6 billion in value. So yeah, massive bullish news. I think it just kind of feeds into his investment strategy, right? Where he just, he loves Bitcoin, can't get enough of it. So yeah, I mean, the ultimate bull, like he essentially just borrows credit lines against his crypto just to buy more crypto. To buy more crypto. The ultimate, it's like the ultimate bull. <laughs> I don't think it gets much more bullish than that, right? So. <laughs> Yeah, um, and worked out well, obviously, the first time they did that. Um, I think they've probably done it more than once, to be honest. But I guess, obviously, they're hoping for history to repeat itself. They're quite happy with what they're seeing on a macro plane. So, it's yeah. Absolutely. I guess also in Bitcoin news, too, recently crossed the milestone of 19 million of Bitcoins being mined now. So, there's only 2 million in the world left to mine. So, I think that came in on last Friday. So, pretty landmark occasion. Uh, obviously, those people that know you can jump on the SwiftX Learn platform to learn more about mining and I guess why this is such a big deal. But Bitcoin is considered, I guess, more of a scarcity style type of asset. So, lo and behold, obviously, if there's less and less being made and over time it gets harder and harder. These sort of key milestones, you know, worth celebrating because, you know, it could be a while since we see the next million mined. But the key takeaway, there are only two more million left to mine and uncover. So, that could take, I think, approximately 120 years till we hit that next milestone. So amazing just to, again, stop and look and see where we are and I guess where we're going. And, you know, the, the scarcity of something like Bitcoin, it, it really does highlight when you see how long it's going to take to get to that next sort of million mark compared to previously. That's, um, yeah, I guess maybe why we're attracting a lot of attention to the space now. That scarcity and the difficulty is just increasing, getting steeper. Absolutely. And I think that's also been a big play from the Terra guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think more Bitcoin news, very Bitcoin heavy news this week. So Terra Luna, obviously um, massive Bitcoin bulls as well. They've been uh, acquiring since the start of the year BTC to back up their treasury holdings, given they do obviously issue a stable coin as well, UST. So it's good just to shore up some liquidity and, and security in the back end with their treasury department. So there's an unofficially reported wallet that um, Whale Alerts tracks on Twitter. And it was reported that um, late last week, they accumulated a further $139 million worth of Bitcoin, bringing its total holdings up to uh, 31,000 BTC, which is in the value of around $1.47 billion. So yeah, pretty pretty crazy buying there, which I'm sure would have helped and fed into the you know a bit of the pump we've seen in the BTC price over the last few weeks. Um, but yeah, the timing of the buy does coincide with an announcement from uh, Terraform CEO Do Kwon stating that UST, which is their stablecoin under the Lunar Network, with $10 billion in BTC reserves will open up a new monetary era for the Bitcoin standard. So essentially indicating that they're not done yet with the buying and they're, they're looking to add at least another $8.5 billion worth of BTC, which would at this point in time make them one of the largest corporate holders of BTC in the USA. And at the moment, they're currently in line with Tesla with the amount of BTC that they are holding. And MicroStrategy, of course, Michael Saylor, the, the OG Bitcoin bull being at the top, uh, and they've roughly got around $6 billion worth of BTC. So, yeah, it's going to be a battle for who can be the biggest uh, BTC bull. I think maybe Michael Saylor will have to pull his finger out and start buying some more. <laughs> You've got Terra, right? Is that a yeah, terrible? Yeah, I'm massive terrible. I think it's my largest kind of altcoin holding. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe slightly pumping up my own bags here, but um, I think me and Tommy touched on it last week because the mechanism now I think creates less of a burn mechanic on Luna. Is that right? 
Yeah, well, I think for every bit of demand for UST that yeah. there is, it burns the lunar token, thus yep. creating, so it's deflationary for the lunar token. So, what do you mean in particular, like, have they changed that metric as well of how quickly they burn? Yeah, so, like, if they're backing it now with BTC instead of Luna, like, obviously, you get that flooring, like, almost that, you know, even if the altcoin did suffer, Bitcoin's there to be that monetary to buffer to, yeah. value to buffer that sort of risk profile. Yeah, it just but, gives them options, right, with how they want to manage the, that, yeah. that price action in the back end. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just interesting to see that, you know, they're looking at it from a different angle and... Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to take a view on, on any crypto in, in the space, right, you're going to probably gonna have to take, take the a grain view of salt. On, on BTC. Yeah. Assume that it's going to yeah, continue to perform well. No, man, absolutely. And um, I think you also mentioned there's some new stuff breaking from Goldman and Sachs. Is that right? Yeah, correct. So I think they're trying to probably trying to keep up with Morgan Stanley. I think the last time we spoke, they were kind of delving into the the metaverse. And um, that's right. They had the um, the digital tiger in the digital office. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Goldman Sachs are pretty much reportedly looking just to offer crypto investment services to its high value clients in the retail space. Nice. It was reported by CNBC that they plan to add support for Bitcoin and a full spectrum of other crypto assets. You probably assume more of the the high market cap, probably less risky assets, you'd, you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're currently going through the necessary approvals with the regulatory agencies, such as the um, SEC or Securities and Exchange Commission. Mary Rich is uh, Goldman Sachs' new head of digital assets, stated specifically that there's a continued clients that are looking to you know, add cryptocurrencies to their portfolio to heads against inflation. And the macro backdrop over the past year or so has probably fed into that as well. And yeah, stating that um, you know, a lot of these clients also feel like they're sitting on the dawn of the new internet era in some ways and just want to get some exposure to that space, which... Um, it's funny how much I've heard that lately. Like, yeah, comparing it to the internet. Yeah. Com, yeah. Yeah, because it was like Amazon kind of just went berserk and went back to nothing and then went berserk again. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at the adoption, people always kind of refer to that adoption chart of the internet and mm-hmm. they kind of compare it against the adoption of crypto assets and it's pretty much on the same trajectory as, as what that was. So mm. there's definitely some rationale there. It's definitely worth noting, like when we did see, I guess that bit of a correction lately, the crypto markets kind of did follow the tech sort of sector. Absolutely, yeah. Well, it's pretty high level of correlation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like always, like I think we've said this earlier too. Always tracking the S and P five hundred and the yeah. Nasdaq. Yeah, usually a good kind of indication of you know people chasing you know risk on assets, which um you know crypto fits definitely into that category. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just just lastly, it's probably worth noting just a bit of bullish news on that uh, Goldman Sachs story that you know the private wealth management clients you know clients that have you know around twenty five million dollars to invest so opening the floor to those types of investors should hopefully, you know, breed a bit more positivity in the space as well. Mate, yeah, like what was in like a two or three trill market cap at best right now, I yeah. can just imagine. Yeah. I think that floor is going to look in a couple Absolutely. of years' time if this all plays out. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. Uh, but, um, but talking about millions. Yeah, probably enough um, Bitcoin news for the moment. So, yeah, I'll let you kind of- Let's um, get degenerate. Yeah. Let's get out of Yeah, there's some recent news. Snoop Dogg's basically taken a- a little bit of a collaboration with Cardano. So Snoop Dogg, who's been a avid supporter of the NFTs ever since the space sort of came to an existence. I think his current collection, I think it's estimated to be worth about 17 milli USD yeah, right now. As of, well, that was as of, I think, late last year. So I know NFTs are taking yeah, a bit of a hit over the... Absolutely. So it'd probably be a, maybe a fraction of that at this point in time. That's it. But I know like one of his... Everyone knows Board 8 Yacht Club. So there's that one, CryptoPunks. Um, maybe it's, there's some pretty common ones that are most notable in his collection. But um, yeah, apparently there's a pretty cheesy video of him with Charles Hoskin, the creator Cardano, asking him to partner up 
Yeah, I saw it. It was like it was like a bit of claymation. Was like the the video. Cringe. Yeah, it was a little bit cringy. Yeah. Um, Snoop Dogg doing his doing his ways and and smoking on some suspect uh kind of paraphernalia, you'd say. Just <laughs> but um, yeah, that's pretty much in true Snoop Dogg fashion. And um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of comes off the back of that. But given he's such an NFT bull, oh yeah, I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of people, and this is probably going to be one of the most prominent ones on the on the Ada or Cardano network. Mm. It'll be interesting to watch along and see. Yeah, especially how much hype it gets. for NFT specifically, like a lot of it is still held on the Ethereum network with a yeah. pretty big contingency starting to be on Solana as well. I think there was like a pretty good infograph showing the transactions per second in Solana just going ballistic over the recent sort of NFT buzz that's stirring most recently with the positive, I guess, market reaction we've had lately. So we're almost sort of, I guess, getting used to seeing NFTs have a bit of volatility mm-hmm. when the markets start to turn around. So could be just one of those sectors to keep an eye on as much as everyone sure. thinks they're a meme. Good time to buy. Money, money seems to go in the <laughs> no financial advice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but with these sort of things, there also comes, you know, the good and the bad. So, I know yeah. after the Oscars fiasco, there was apparently a Will Smith Inu yeah. coin created on the back of the slap to Chris Rock. So Yeah, within 24 hours, they're, they're pretty quick to, to start minting these new tokens whenever there's yeah. some notable news stories comes out. And I'm sure everyone's seen a bit of... Will Smith means that have that have popped in the last week, but um, yeah, in true kind of DGen meme coin fashion, it pumped over close to four hundred and seventy percent in a twenty four hour period. So yeah, that being said, people probably definitely couldn't sell. Yeah, yeah, probably incurred like twenty to fifty percent slippage. Yeah, I was doing a bit of reading. You know, it's kind of it hasn't been completely flagged as a scam. There's definitely oh. some comments on there, and some people trying to back it up. But yeah, it's it's tanked. 90% from that high since then. So, you know, it's probably just a bit of a stark reminder to take care, oh, yeah. uh, you know, whenever you're thinking about investing in these types of coins and, um, yeah, just understand probably some of the risks that are associated with doing so. 100%, mate. And um, I know there's been some good winners and losers, I guess, this fortnight in terms of price action. Silica still, it's like 210% up in the last 14 days. So, I know yeah. there, I think some of the news behind why that one just went pretty crazy was their push to head into the metaverse. So, again, you know, pushing yeah. that narrative, saying that their blockchain is going to be committed to, created a fair bit of, I guess, demand for the tokens as those tokens are used and consumed on that network to run. So, pretty cool. Uh, obviously, the market wants it because it mm. hasn't stopped going. In the last three weeks. Yeah. yeah. We'll tape it off a little bit uh, as it probably should. People yeah. t- starting to take some profits. But, yeah, it's starting to look like it might level out soon and, and gear up for another run-up. Definitely mm. one to watch. Yeah. And then next on the, I think, gainers was Steppen, GMT. So, it's like a fitness token, right? Yeah. You generate income through the token by having your GPS activated and um, just, yeah, steps pretty much. So, walking around. So, yeah. Still not 100% sure on the tokenomics of this one and how exactly the funds are generated. So, I'm a little bit, I probably need to do a little bit more research. But, Reminds um, me of my, um, did you ever have like one of those Pikachu's that used to shake? Yeah, you like the Tamagotchi's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah, it's a bit of a flashback. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, was- yeah, one to watch for sure. It's pumped like crazy over the oh, last um, week or so. Absolutely. And uh, we're starting to see, I guess, other. NFT sort of style assets start to go as well. So, our star networks, like 67%. Falcon Forge, which is like a game studio, up 42%. Fracture, that was a pretty good one, up 61%. I kind of kicking myself. I sort of saw that one coming. I don't know if you saw on Twitter, there was, I guess, a bit of a debate on why Frax wasn't being used on what network was it? I think it was the Solana ecosystem. I could be wrong on that. But just again, there's like a big demand on USDT, USDC, and DAI. And I guess 
UST being the most, I guess, diverse out of all the stable coins, it was um, a big call to arms is why doesn't UST pair with someone like Frax to create like a liquidity pool for stable coins? Uh, I think it was specifically on the Terra network as well. So they've done that since then. Um, so TLDR there is essentially is it's just bolstered up the capacity for that ecosystem and its stablecoin offering. And yeah, that's, I guess, the parent or DAO asset of that. So showing a bit of strength now that strong partnerships being connected between them and UST. So there's always bullish news on Terra. It's just another asset that's just been, I guess, brought into that fray, which is pretty cool. Some other pretty cool stats that I've come across. Again, we talk about it time on time just to, I guess, create more reasons as to, you know, how bullish or bearish are we? Uh, we're still seeing net exchange movement of Bitcoin at a relatively pretty negative level. So what that basically means is that we're seeing more Bitcoin being bought and moved off exchanges rather than being brought onto exchanges. So the underlying assumption there obviously being if it's being brought onto exchanges, people are usually looking to sell and liquidate. It's being moved away. It's usually being set for safekeeping or for earning elsewhere. So uh, we're seeing levels pretty similar to the June-July period again. So again, that was uh, what we can now look back on and sort of look at that being a bit of an accumulation cycle. So, you know, there's the on-chain metrics to just support, I guess, a little bit of what we've been saying as well. It feeds um, into the bullish kind of mantra that we're seeing at the moment as well, right? Yeah, but I think at the same time, like, things just change so quickly, right? Like, yeah. It, it's still, like, it's easy. It's exciting to get bullish. I yeah. know, like, I said it last fortnight, like, everyone gets a bit giggly. Everyone's a bit happy. Yeah, it's probably just, yeah, it feeds into the next discussion about where we think the future's heading um, yeah. and what, what's ahead for markets. But I agree. I probably was, you know, a little bit too bullish at the start of the show. While I am bullish, I think it's um just going to be tough to see exactly how long this lasts because yeah. I think it could just, you know, it could hit a couple of key levels and there could be a few, you know, news stories. There's still, you know, these geopolitical tensions going on. There's still this worry about inflation and it's just hard to know how equity markets are going to react off the back of that and if there is some poor... Yeah. reports coming out and I think it could change pretty quickly heading into the stay away May and, and June period where, you know, end of financial year usually does provide some selling sentiment and things like that. So yeah, definitely. What do you think, mate? What's your thoughts on? I still want to stay bullish. Like, I mean, I've always just jumped right out to the highest time frame I can to sort of make sense of things sometimes. And I know like on a monthly time frame, like as much as the weekly looked not that great, the monthly is shaping up to look really, really sweet. So, you know, a bit of a reversal, three-star candle, uh, so morning star there. So, you know, hopefully that just shows we get at least continuation and sort of look to put efforts towards those previous highs. So, you know, I could probably see potentially for the rest of this month, maybe we might get just shy of 60K, like 57, 55. Like that doesn't seem unreasonable to me. Mm. But I still agree, like once you get to these levels, people take profit, right? Yeah. So it, just, it just comes down to like, is the conviction going to be there in you know, two, three, four weeks time for people to want to just buy back, um, I guess, down at the lower levels. Yeah. yeah. If you crack up to those 60, high 50s, like you'll be coming back down usually probably to a support level around 51, 52 or something like that. So, it's a case of is there going to be a bunch of orders waiting there to, to catch it or is it just going to like go? See you later. And just see you later. So, yeah, I think the 51K to like, uh, yeah, or just underneath the 52K level matches up with the 0.5 on the Fibonacci retracement. So, I think that's going yeah. to be a pretty considerable level of resistance to clear. Yeah. And that's, um, yeah, probably could be make or break realistically. I think um, if yeah. we do get up there, you know, how long is it going to take to crack through? And if it doesn't, you know, we could theoretically still be in a downtrend. I think that's kind of because yeah. that's that's when that downtrend gets invalidated, like well and truly. Obviously, we've cracked through a few levels since we bottomed out in the low 30s, but 
I think that's, yeah, that's kind of like my big trouble area that I'm going to be watching over the weeks ahead and hopefully we can push up. Yeah, so I think we can, there. we can at least both agree. Like it seems like the, the time to take some profits sort of come if not coming on a lot of assets is yeah. in general just uh, how we're both feeling. But I agree. Like you can look back at that period just before 2017, 18, kind of we had that accumulation phase. We pumped up to like 10-ish K and then just nosedive back down again. Like it, it does happen. Like you do mm-hmm. hit those sort of key fib levels or key support resistance areas and, you know, it's just a whole bunch of selling off with maybe a little bit more upside, but then a subsequent dip to follow. So, you know, great time is always to start understanding how to use things like stop losses and, you know, looking at what you're actually risking by putting in that sort of stop loss if you haven't already had a chance to look at things and you've just aped in. Um, yeah, it's still an interesting time and it's time in the market, not timing. So, you know, a lot of these levels we talk about, you know, if you're relatively bullish in the long term. Mm-hmm. Probably not too relevant, obviously. Yeah, it's more just short term, right? And what what we're always kind of looking, given we do probably trade a little bit on some leverage kind of trades and things like that, you kind of need to be be a little bit more conscious of of these things. Absolutely. But I think the general sort of flow of, I guess, sentiment across the board, like we said, the world's just gone a little bit more risk off, which is awesome. I'd be really keen to see what the S&P does as well, sort of moving into some pretty key levels as well. I think it's going to be an interesting four weeks, I'll say that much. Yeah, I think SMP is actually coming up. There's probably some resistance around the 4,600 level that it's probably going to come up to try and battle through. So if we can get through there, I think that spells some good news for, for crypto as well. Yeah, and if COVID taught us anything is that, you know, sometimes the stock market can just recover and never look back. Like yeah. That, that dip was nasty back then. But oh, the man, V-shape was insane. And never came back, just absolute diving board. Yeah. crazy. And like oil's cooled off a lot too. So that's usually an indicator as well sometimes. You know, we obviously, when things were at its highest peak, attention you got up to 130 dollars us a barrel at its top so you know we've shown some lower lower highs and some lower lows which is i guess good in terms of like a trend reversal so sort of you know moving around that hundred dollars a barrel stage at the moment and also seeing gold and silver kind of cool off too you know that kind of sets the tone again that people are happy to move back into the equities or other other more risk on assets on as, we, as we keep saying as well so Absolutely. I mean, the, the story's there. I mean, yeah. sometimes we're just going to keep it. saying it to ourselves. So <laughs> yeah. The missus doesn't just keep questioning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm all about it. This is almost like a bit of a lying on the couch and you've got the pen and paper sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We just need to like therapy. reassure each other. Yeah, yeah, I can care. I can care. <laughs> <laughs> No, always good to chat, mate. Appreciate your insight. Oh, mate, likewise. It's always good to get you on board, mate. But yeah, we'll hopefully catch everyone again in the next fortnight. And we've all had a, a lovely time seeing the markets with more green. Let's 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 hope this keep is just a sign of things to keep going. But um, absolutely, if you've all liked what you've heard today, definitely give us a share on the Instagram and any socials. You know, tell us what you're thinking, and if you've got any questions you like answered. But uh, thanks very much for listening, and thanks, John. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon.